This is Dr. Bill Parker, and you're listening to the RHS Magnet Spotlight Podcast. All right. Well, welcome, everyone, to our very first edition of the RHS Magnet Spotlight. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Parker, and I'm here with our theater magnet director, Eric Archilla. Hi, everybody. We, uh, we want to spend some time. We really just want to kind of spotlight the programs and the students that we have here at uh, Richardson High School in our magnet programs. We're hoping to get some community awareness, talk a little bit about what it takes to be in the magnet, and hopefully uh, raise the profile and drive the interest in the magnet programs at Richardson High School. We have quite a bit of programs here at uh, Richardson High School. We do, depending on how you count. We've got we've got ten or we've got eleven, uh, depending on whether or not we we split out theater. Uh, the, the ranges from the law magnet to the science magnet, visual arts, photography, culinary arts, communication magnet. Uh, computer science, the theater collective, we've got the technical theater magnet and theater performance magnet, robotics magnet, and manufacturing magnet. So there's a lot of different options here for students to pursue careers. It's, it's really cool because they have so many, th- so many things that our students can do. Uh, for instance, you know, we for years just had the robotics magnet as part of our uh, group. But then we decided that we needed a manufacturing magnet because the robotic skills with the programming and the building and design is more of a STEM-related career path, whereas manufacturing allows us to spend more time with machining and tooling, welding, and working on some of the other trades that maybe um, weren't being, being um, experienced very much in the robotic side of things. And for those that don't know Richardson High School, we have a feeder we are a, uh, a, a normal community school we also have students that live in the area that go to here but also um, students can apply or uh, audition to join the programs here at RHS that's true uh, you know historically just to take everyone back a lot of people don't understand Eric um, or they've never heard but starting in 1987 that is when the Richardson law magnet and law and arts magnet uh, began and uh, it was a time where uh, within the attendance zone for Richardson High School, there was a declining enrollment uh, because of uh, a lot of empty nesters and there were not uh, as many students in our attendance zone. And at the same time, the Burtner zone was, was over full. And so what the district did is that they made RHS a school of choice uh, for some magnet programs and allowed students from around the district to apply to Richardson High School to join the magnet programs. So not only did it boost the enrollment at Richardson High School to try to level things out, but it also helped alleviate some of the overcrowding over at the other schools. And since then, it blossomed into this incredible program that kind of brings students from all over to RHS um, and, and to to really highlight these programs. 100%. So we're going to shine the spotlight on the theater collective at Richardson High School. Ironic, because we actually have spotlights that our students shine. Yes, we are the theater collective at Richardson High School. That's a rebrand that we did a few years mm-hmm. ago. Um, but we are the theater performance magnet and the technical theater magnet. Um, when I started, it was just one magnet, and then our program grew enough that we decided to split it into two so that our students could focus more on the technical theater side or on the theater performance side. And it's a really exciting program, and I love working here. This is my 17th year in the, in the school, and I love every minute of it. 
Tell us a little bit about you, Eric. When you came here, you said 17th year. Tell us a little bit about your education, your background, and, and kind of what led you to Richardson. So I started theater when I was in like third grade. <laughs> so I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, but I went to Baylor University for theater performance, graduated summa cum laude there, um, and loved my experience at Baylor Theater. Um, did lots of shows there, and they had a really nice, well-rounded program as far as me doing tech. I was uh, the head of the shop for the work study, um, and so I, I got the technical theater side and the performance side. When I graduated from Baylor, I went to Dallas and was an intern at Theater 3 for a year and learned a lot of the administrative side of things and have been acting in the DFW area as much as I can. Um, that slowed down a little bit since my son was born, but uh, I love acting around the, the area. And my friends and I started Second Thought Theater Company, which is now in its 19th or 20th season. So they're going strong still. That's great. So, so Eric, this is my first ever podcast as a podcaster. I'm new to this. But you're a seasoned pro. Tell us a little bit about your highly acclaimed podcast 1865 yeah so my my friend and i actually from baylor we started a we wrote a play called booth that was about john wilkes booth it was a terrible play but uh many years later we revisited it for second thought which is the theater company i mentioned we wrote a original play that we got a grant for and had produced and it was very, very successful. And then some friends of ours that had written a audio drama podcast called Terms approached us about turning our play into a podcast. And so we then took that one play that was a two-hour play and we expanded it to a 13, 15 episodes series. Uh, and then we added a second season to that as well. But it was a really fun experience to work on and... Um, I had never done podcasting before that. I'd never even listened to podcasts before that. And so it was an entirely new format mm -hmm. to me. And we're up to 6 million listeners on our or 6 million downloads on our podcast. And we're hoping to do a season three. And it's been really awesome. And uh, a couple of really awesome actors that we've had a chance to work with on there, like William Jackson Harper from um, The Good Place and s several other amazing shows. Uh, Reed Bernie, who was in House of Cards, that uh, was the vice president, is also in our show, and, and many other fantastic actors. So our cast is really strong, and uh, it's just it's been a really great experience. It was definitely a learning experience going from stage to audio only, because you have to add like the characters introducing themselves. The audience needs to know, hey, who's in this room talking, and where are they, and um, what's in the room, and. Um, so it's definitely a different format, but it, it's been exciting. I think the production value is really good. I really enjoyed it. It just kind of sucks you in, and you have sound effects, and you have you have you know voices and music. It's it's uh, it's dramatic. It's it's just a great show, and it's, it's a great way to present history in a fun way. And uh, we do talkbacks after every episode and kind of talk about what mm -hmm. what's true and what's not, and where we took uh, artistic license. And some people have said they actually li like listening to us talk about the show more than they like listening to the show, which I thought was surprising. So it's pretty fun. That's great. That's great. I, I love it. Anybody that gets a chance, uh, uh, definitely check it out. I, I enjoy it a lot. So 1865. Oh, I was just going to ask you, we've talked a little bit about what the theater collective is, and we've talked about the tech theater side and the performance theater side of it. Uh, if you want to, go ahead and introduce us. Uh, tell us a little bit about your team, our, our teachers, our students, and uh, some of the opportunities that the students might have. 
Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm the department chair of the theater program uh, of the theater collective, and I am supported by three amazing staff members that that help me. I could not do what I do without them. Uh, Emily Whitman is actually an alumni. We'll talk about that in a second, but uh, she's on the theater performance side with me. Uh, and then on the the technical theater magnet side, it's William Donnie Covington and Alexis Suggett. Uh, and both of them are tremendously talented and great at design and, and are just very well-versed in every area of technical theater. There's a lot of theater programs around the area that struggle to find good tech teachers. And a lot of times it's acting teachers that are trying to learn tech along the way. But I'm very fortunate to have two very experienced, very knowledgeable tech teachers that have a lot to share with the kids. I think the part that I think took me as, as I became more acquainted with the with the theater magnets is that I was a little surprised. I always thought the tech theater guys did tech theater and the performance theater guys did performance theater. But some of our productions are actually directed by our tech theater uh, teachers. Yeah, we try to share the wealth and we also all have passion projects and, and try to s share who's directing throughout the year. Um, a lot of times we have to multitask, so we'll be working on one program while we're designing for another and starting to audition so um, there's a lot of spinning plates at the same time and so i'll be working on musical in advance while they're working on fall show and we kind of tag team it and that's what's so great about the team is that we're able to keep several balls up in the air as we're juggling everything and um and they all have such unique voices and they come in with with these really amazing artistic visions for these productions that we all pick and it's it's always exciting to and I also think it's really beneficial for the kids to work with several different directors with several different directing styles. Um, it's just going to make them grow more as well. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, I see you know over the course of four years, I just see them blossom and and some of them that you know from the junior high, it's just insane seeing how much they grow from seventh grade to twelfth grade when they come through the the say the West Magnet through the, the Richardson High School Magnet as well. Yeah, we're very fortunate that we have a junior high magnet theater program that feeds into us from West. Uh, we also have a great program over at Westwood. Um, and those students come into us with, with some good knowledge under their belt. We also try to meet students where they are because we have a lot of students coming in that are joining theater for the first time. And uh, when they come in, we want them to to feel welcome and know that we're, we're going to get them to where they need to be. But, uh, but love the, the West and Westwood programs. Uh, led by Kurt Johnson and um, Jacob Hemseth, who just started this year. It was Nicole Novit uh, for many, many years, and Jacob's new to the program. So we're happy to have him with his choreography expertise. To people that are, that are, that are very familiar with Richardson ISD, um, they understand that, that there's a, a strong tradition in the arts in, the, in our ISD, uh, and we have a lot of great performances going on, going on across the, the district. Um, Maybe for the listener that is not as knowledgeable as to what we do at Richardson High School, take a minute and talk about what makes the theater collective at Richardson High School different. What makes our theater department different than the theater departments at other schools in the district? That's a great question. Um, first of all, I want to back up and say we are so fortunate to be in the community we are that loves the arts. RASD's always been very very strong in support of the arts preach and we could not do what we what we do without the support uh every time that bonds are passed and they're helping us with our facilities and and helping our students to have opportunities um our, our community loves the arts and it's really a cool place to be I, I love working at rhs i love working in rasd and i love this community 
because how supportive they are of the arts. Um, same with our admin, um, both on, in the district and on campus. Our admin is very, very supportive. Um, what makes us special, uh, let's just talk about the, the program a little bit. The theater performance magnet and the technical theater magnet, they pretty much operate like a college that every year the kids have a certain um, curriculum that they're taking that, that builds on itself. It's really well scaffolded to where they're learning skills, foundational skills as freshmen and building upon those skills as they, as they go through our program. On the theater performance side, every single sh class has a show that they do in class as well as the main stage performances we do. Um, the freshman magnet theater class, they learn their foundational things about um, voice and diction and movement on stage and showing character through their body and their voice. Sophomore year, we pick up with really getting into acting techniques and approaching characters and analyzing the scripts. And then we take that ball a little further, and by junior year, we start to direct and playwright. Um, so they're experiencing telling stories as a director and a playwright as well as an actor. And then by senior year, they choose a career path. So the students can either dive headfirst into fully into directing or if they really liked playwriting or if they really liked acting or also we add, added to this last year which is theater education and theater administration so if they want to be on the administrative side of things or if they want to do theater education and we actually um, last year and this year had them visiting all of our feeder schools and doing lessons with the theater classes and gave the those students the experience of being theater teachers and being in the classroom working with kids. So it's been a really exciting time to, to grow the department and uh, kind of see where it will be headed. But we want our students to go to college having experience under their belt. So they're walking in already knowing what those directors want them to know and, and not being surprised by things. We want our kids to walk into their college programs and wow those directors that, that our kids are so knowledgeable and professional. One of the coolest things I think that I ever saw, I had a prospective teacher that I was touring uh, through the building um, a couple months ago, probably six, seven, eight weeks ago. Uh, and I walked down into our magnet communications area and there's Mr. Archilla. Uh, teaching a lesson to a bunch of magnet communication students and, and it dawned on me um, you're kind of this hub you you do a lot of cross-curricular projects and cross-curricular opportunities for our students and for students in other magnets and other departments talk a little bit about about how you take what you do out into the building sometimes well we are surrounded by amazing professionals that that are teaching in our programs and so each one of our programs is, is really blessed to have all these incredibly knowledgeable instructors. And our kids are just going to benefit from all that experience shared throughout our programs. Mr. Morton, who's the teacher over at the Communication Magnet, and I got together and talked about ways we could connect our departments a little more because that's one of the questions that a lot of students have at middle school entering RHS is, I want to be in movies. Do I do the Communication Magnet or do I do the Acting Magnet? And the way I always explain it to them is the communications is teaching that behind the camera, uh, being a director, being a filmmaker, and the acting magnet, theater performance magnet, is where they're going to learn how to act in those films. And so Mr. Morton and I got together last year, and we had an open audition for the theater performance magnet kids to audition for his filmmakers that are writing these short films and producing these works so that they have the opportunity to cast and work with actors. And that's a really great experience for them as directors to, how do I direct an actor in my film? Um, so I went over there and gave a lesson on 
kind of the basic acting techniques that we teach our actors so that the directors know how to communicate with them, how do they get what they want from those actors, uh, or if they're acting in each other's films, they've, they've got a foundation for that. Um, and Mr. Morton's going to come over and, and do some acting for film for my group so that we kind of uh, cross over and share our expertise with each other and, again, just make our, our kids stronger. Um, we've worked with the um, design classes to create um, posters for our shows. Um, one of my favorite things is that every fall show, we have the art magnet make art according to prompts that are based on our fall show. So our lobby has all these artworks that are based on all of the themes of the play. Um, and we'll generally pick one of those as our show poster, which is really, really um, amazing. The one this year was incredible. So we try to cross over wherever we can. I've, we've gotten with robotics before and had them make props for us. Uh, they helped us with many years ago with making a guillotine, uh, a working guillotine. Nice. Um, they've helped us with uh, 3D printing things and, and um, manufacturing things for our set. So we are very fortunate to have all of these different groups that can help. Uh, when we did Legally Blonde, we used the Law Magnet Classroom to shoot some commercials because they have this amazing courtroom set up in there. So, yes, indeed, indeed. So it's about making those connections. Well, I think, I think you know, just... You know, you're not a you're, you're a humble guy. You're not you're not a name dropper. But when you're talking about your your 1865, and you're talking about these big name actors that you work with. Um, a lot of people don't understand some of the context that we that our teachers do have in the industry. Um, folks, I can remember the spring of 2020 when the world ended and we all went home and we sent the kids home for three months uh, to end the school year. And Mr. Archilla sent me a text. He said, hey, pop in on my Zoom today. So I popped in on his Zoom. And who do I find on this Zoom with him and his students but Josh Gad, who I guess for those of you that don't know him from his uh, visual work, you probably know him as Olaf, right? Mm -hmm. Olaf from Frozen. Yeah, totally. So, so Eric, just real quick, tell us how you got Josh to, to drop in. Because, like, honestly these kids were sent home they weren't getting to do shows they weren't getting to see their friends we're all under quarantine you can't find milk at the grocery stores um the treasury of having to go online we're trying to figure out how to deliver education online and how to do this i mean we're doing this on the fly it's like building an airplane while you're flying it and just i saw like they all set up straight and their their eyes got big and it was so amazing for them to have uh, Josh on on your on your zoom just dropping in on, on your zoom and, and yeah. tell tell me about that and how that came to be so Josh Gad is we, we know through his agent because his agent uh, is the same uh, agency as my producer for 1865 they had 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 some communication and Josh Gad had shared how much he loved our show and in fact uh, he's in a podcast called blood ties which is another um, audio drama and in the talkback he talks about his favorite show is 1865 which is a pretty nice. cool name drop um so i just reached out to him and said hey uh we had just gotten the news that our seniors weren't walking at graduation um all of our kids were really bummed out and so i reached out and said hey could you pop in and talk to the class and he said he'd love to and and so we arranged it with his agent and then he popped in and um gave a really good talk to our class about just the business and not uh, gave a really inspirational message about not, not giving up hope and that we're going to see the other side of it and to keep growing. And it was, it was really awesome of him to do that. You know, and the fun part was, is looking at him, watching him, you know, you got to remember his world shut down too. 
Um, yeah, he's and sitting just, on his backyard, in yeah. his backyard on his porch, <laughs> totally um, zooming. Yeah. He, I mean, he really was. But that's the beauty of the thing is that I think I think that it gave him a boost, just like it gave our kids a boost. You could all, he was it wasn't a trudgery. It wasn't something that oh well now I got to call these kids. Yeah. Like he was glad to be there, and I think he really took a lot away from it too. Yeah, I think he did. I really do. Um, Eric, so uh, I guess last thing here before we start winding it down, um, we've talked a little bit about opportunities in the magnet. Tell me a little bit about some of the opportunities after the magnet, what maybe some of our grads have done, uh, some of our success stories, uh, those working in industry and elsewhere. So we have students all over the nation. Um, I, I always stress with the kids that there's not a specific place that you have to go to be successful. Um, if you're not on Broadway or you're not in LA, that's cool. Like you can do theater anywhere you want. Um, you can be successful anywhere you want. And we have students all over the country that are working. I think the, the biggest name we have is Caleb Landry Jones, who was in X-Men the first class and get out and several of other amazing shows, no country for old men. Um, he, he graduated from our program. Um, uh, David Seitz, who was in our technical theater program, is working nonstop all over the country and makes way more money than actors <laughs> um, doing what he does, working Super Bowl and working concerts for famous people. And he's just traveling all the time. Um, but we have uh, just in, in cities all over the country people that are professionals that are that are working and making it in the business. And that's to us the most important thing. We don't need people to be famous we want people to make a career and be happy with what they're doing and, and be successful. Tell me a little bit about the the imprint that RHS uh, uh, Theater Collective has made around the district as far as our other directors at other schools. <laughs> That's getting competitive. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I mean, how? I mean, we've got a ton of, of folks that are RHS grads that are now leading theater departments oh, at other okay. campuses. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I've, I misunderstood the question. I was like... Um, yeah, we, uh, one of, one of my favorite things to brag about is that we've had several alumni, I think we're up to six now, five or six that graduated and then came back to RASD to be my fellow coworkers in the district. Um, Nicole Novit was the first one, uh, that, that I remember. And then, um, Sarah Muir, uh, and, um, Sarah Muir, Aaron Kane, Toby Meeks. Um, I know I'm forgetting people, uh, but uh, it's so. Oh, and then Emily Whitman, Emily who's, Whitman. who's now my. Uh, she was a junior or senior. I, I always forget. Uh, my first year at RHS, and then she came back and now is in my position that I had when I taught her. So that's just really strange, uh, but it's cool. It's it's speaks highly of i think the district and the program that all of these people want to come back and want to have an impact and and do have an impact and are very successful aaron kane's doing amazing things over at the lake highlands area um i'm so happy that toby's that now they're with her and um, i always hear incredible stories from sarah and how much the kids love working with her um and nicole was there for many years at west and did an incredible job and so we um, I'm, I'm super proud of them. I think it's one of the things I'm most proud about is them becoming teachers and paying it forward. I, I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, just a lot of great names, a lot of great folks coming out of RHS uh, into the district. All right, so we're about to head into the time, uh, Mr. Archilla, where students, 
start thinking about their what they want to do after eighth grade moving into the high school so um, as I'm going to close probably today with some information about the magnet and some of the dates coming up but if a student is interested in joining the theater magnet tell me what that process looks like so every magnet has kind of a, a different set of needs that they want to see to to make those decisions about the, the students entering the programs um, we all meet on the same days but everyone has their own requirements but the the theater magnet itself we have on the acting side an audition and an interview and on the technical theater side they do an interview mm -hmm. and so if you were walking in to to meet us that day it's about doing the prep work um if we've given questions ahead of time or a monologue ahead of time doing that prep work and making sure you're prepared and comfortable uh and then coming in and just just letting us know about you and that's what we want to do is just get to know these students and what they're passionate about and what they think they have to offer to the program and what they're looking for in our program. And we'll have that conversation. And um, we want people that are passionate about theater. And so it's not as important as uh, what your background is. Again, we have lots of people coming in with lots of credits on their resume. And we have some actors coming in that have only done one show in their life. And we're going to meet you where you are. But it's it's having that passion and that talent. And um, we, we love seeing new faces from all over the district. Well, we're going to be moving forward. I'll just uh, I'll shoot, kind of give you an idea of the timeline. Um, we're going to be visiting with junior high counselors later this week to talk a little bit about what the recruiting and, and sign up and audition timeline looks like. Um, I want to let everybody listening uh, at home know to watch uh, RISD.org, look for email blasts, um, look for the newsletters from the district. There will be uh, information coming out. There will also be information being uh distributed to eighth graders uh, via mail as well as through their counselors at their junior highs. Um, but we do have a what we call Magnet Connect Day, which is going to be on January 13th. Um, that's an opportunity for eighth graders to come over and spend a morning. They get to tour some of the programs, uh, listen to us talk about RHS, um, get to talk to some students and, and take a look at the programs to determine if, if they think they might want to be a good fit for RHS. Um, shortly after that, we have Eagle Celebration, which will be on Tuesday, January 17th. Um, that's always fun because we have parents and students here. We start in the auditorium. We have a little pep rally. Uh, we have band. We have cheerleaders. We do some introductions. And then the parents and students have uh, opportunities to rotate through and check out two of the magnets uh, that they might have interest in. That's one great thing about RHS is that school spirit. Um, my, in fact, my mom was uh, my my connection to RHS. My mom was an Eagleette and graduated wow. in. Gosh, when did she graduate? Sixty two. Um, wow, so all right, crazy. Um, and or sorry, sixty. Gosh, I can't remember. Sixty seven. She graduated <laughs> sixty seven. Um, but uh, she was an Eagleette, and so we I I bleed purple and gold. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. That's awesome. But the pep rallies here are like nothing else. They are. And uh, just fun fact, uh, Mr. Archilla is one of our uh, MCs for uh, pep rallies at U the school. Usually in some ridiculous costume. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Ridiculously awesome. <laughs> Um, after Eagle Celebration uh, on the 17th, that's when our application will open. Uh, it's an online application. The link will be available on our website. Um, and the application deadline is January 31st. Uh, after that, we're going to have a couple of Saturdays uh, where we'll have some auditions uh, and we'll also have interviews for some of our different magnets. And uh, we hope to send uh, letters out uh, around spring break as far as acceptance uh, into the magnet. 
And all the magnets have a, a grade requirement of having an 80 average and an 80 in your English class. So Absolutely. Uh, try to keep those grades up. If you're wanting to apply for the program, be sure to watch those grades this year and keep them up. And we hope to see you in the spring. 100%. All right, before we wrap it up, Mr. Archilla, tell us what's going on in the theater magnet. Upcoming dates, anything you want to plug? So we just wrapped up our fall show, Twelfth Night, um, on Thursday, uh, which is probably... After this has been mixed, uh, this will be. We have our children's play, and then Chicago's coming up end of January, January 26th through 29th. I'm really looking forward to Chicago. We've wanted to do that uh, play uh, musical, excuse me, uh, for the last few years since it initially became available. Yeah, this um, is the teen edition. This is has been um, adapted for high schools, and um, the dance and music are awesome, and our kids are really, really going to enjoy it. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up today for the Richardson High School Magnet Spotlight. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. And, of course, you'll be with us next time, too. It just won't be a focus on theater. Yes. Uh, It'll be a focus on someone else. Uh, But certainly, uh, thank you so much, and we'll see you down the road. Thank you for all your support in our programs and for doing an amazing job as our AP. We love you. All right. Thank you for listening to the RHS Magnet Spotlight. For more information on our programs, please find us on the internet at www.rhsmagnet.org. You can also find us on Twitter at rhs underscore magnet.